Hello and welcome back to another episode of You Want to Do What with Dan and Julie. Today we've got Kevin on, who is a full stack developer. Hi, Kevin. Hey, hey everyone. How are we today? Yeah, doing good. So excited to be here. Yes, excited to have you on. Um, Kevin, do you want to tell everyone a bit about what you do? Yeah, sure. So I'm a, a full stack developer. I'm working as a freelancing software developer, meaning I'm, I'm self-employed. I have my own freelancing business and I'm working together with clients on software software projects. So in a nutshell, that's what I do. So for anyone that doesn't really know, what actually is software development? So yeah, software development is, is basically yeah, the, soft, the process of producing um, yeah, software, I guess, but that's, that could be you know, mobile applications, computer applications, basically architecting these. So uh, creating them, uh, coding them up, and basically uh, releasing to releasing them to, to users. So do you specialize in something? You've obviously said uh, web apps and phone apps. Is there something you particularly do? Yeah, so I'm, I'm more in the web application development. So yeah, web apps. Um, and being a full stack, I'm... I'm doing both backend and front-end development, meaning I'm comfortable making the, the front-end, which the user interacts with, and also the back-end, which is where all the logic and data transmission is going on and communication with the database. Are they much different between the two? Yeah, there is, um, it, is, it is a lot different, and some people only prefer to do one over the other. Um, also, the languages could be different, the, the programming languages that you use. Um, uh, there's some, there's some similarity as well. For example, just handling the data is, is, is similar, but uh, the end goal of kind of what you want is, is different. Yeah. So what actually is a, a web app? Like, could you give me some examples of, of things maybe we interact with on a daily basis that, that, you know, you would be similar to the things you're building? Yeah. Oh, sure. So basically, a web application is an ap- application on the web, and it's more it's more complex than a simple website. Um, for example, a web application everyone probably knows is uh, Facebook. Um, basically, okay. you have a lot of functionality going on. You know, you have you have the ability to post, so users have the ability to to, to create posts, upload images, to chat with uh, to chat with other people. So the the whole thing that it's, it's an application because it, it could do so many things. Versus a, uh, a static website, for example, uh, Wikipedia, which it's, it's more static and you're just kind of consuming it. Okay. And how did you get into this world of uh, software development then? Yeah, so I, I went the traditional route of um, going to, to college, to university. And I actually started out as a electrical engineer. So I did my bachelor's in electrical engineering. And as an electrical engineer, you still learn some programming, mostly uh, embedded systems, meaning uh, things like uh, programming electronics in cars or, or kind of low-level programming. And I, uh, I like that more. So I like programming. And I did some, some websites at the time and at the university. They t- taught us a bit of that as well. And I wanted to do programming instead of like the more electrical engineering, like the high-voltage kind of stuff. So I decided to do my master's in software engineering. And basically, yeah, that's, that's how I got, uh, I got started and how I became a yeah, software developer. So, so did you go straight into the world of work or did you go straight into freelancing? How did you get yeah. your first job? 
Yeah, exactly. So I went um, to, yeah, to the workforce. So I, I found a company, I, you know, applied to jobs, found a company to work at. Basically, yeah, the first, actually the first job as a developer, I think would be the hardest to, to, to get basically because um, most companies are looking for people with some experience. And I even had some um, part-time experience at a startup, um, but it was yeah, difficult a bit at the beginning finding the first job. But after, once I found it, after a couple months, I started uh, as a software developer at a, a startup. And um, yeah, that was my first job. And since then, I had two other jobs as an IT consultant and as a, a full stack developer at a financial firm. And since and a couple months ago, I started doing uh, freelancing. I wanted to go more, you know, the independent route of being an independent a contractor, uh, working on different different projects instead of being at one company. Mm. So we recently actually uh, had a software developer on um, and and he does exactly what you do, full stack. And we were just chatting nice. about it. And he said he likes the variety as well of, you know, being able to go between projects and and he really enjoys that. And he's found that the demand for full stack developers is so large at the moment are you finding the same thing yeah exactly um yeah i think people are looking for developers who kind of give a hand in in different parts of the application so being full stack being a full stack developer you know you have some knowledge on on databases on the front end on on the back end systems so you could basically kind of work in in whatever kind of um area and and technology stack and I think, you know, and, and uh, what is it? Employers like that, that, you know, they don't want just one person doing the back end or front end, because let's say one of them is, you know, off for some reason, sickness or vacation, then the other person can kind of jump in and, and do some work. So in that, in that manner, yeah, it's, it's I think it's, uh, it's easier to find a job as a full stack. How transferable are the skills of a software developer? You know, you obviously work for web web applications as a full stack, but could you move that into, I don't know, creating uh, programs or games or uh, phone applications? How transferable are the skills once you've, you've got that core element down? Um, yeah, so it is transferable. It will t- there'll be a learning curve. There are some differences, but the core basically kind of uh, programming um, kind of like paradigms or, or the way you program and the building blocks, the really small building blocks of, of coding and programming, that's the same. Um, but there's some some overhead with um, like diff- if you're going into game development, it's much more, I haven't done, I haven't done any, so it's, I don't know too much, but it's much more um, uh, with the 3D calculations, um, for rendering rendering um the game for example and web application it's uh what do i want to say let's yeah for example mobile application it's um you kind of have to depending on what um what a mobile platform you put on so you want to you want to put on ios or android there'll be some differences so there's a, some learning curve to it um some of the fundamental programming stuff that you could carry over so what's that an average day like for a full stack developer then? You know, what are some of the tasks involved? What are some of the things you have to think about? Yeah, a typical day, I would say, um, like a lot of times you would have a stand-up meeting. You you would talk to to the other developers of what, what you're working on and what are some of, for example, some of the obstacles you faced and what are the next steps. 
Um, that could be, you know, in the morning, some teams have it in the afternoon. And then you have what is called um, kind of like a board. Some, some companies, they'll call it a JIRA board if they're using JIRA, uh, where you kind of have these uh, tasks laid out for you and assigned to you. And you look at the specification and you basically, um, yeah, you kind of start um, uh, prototyping it, whatever the feature is, and you iteratively um, work on that feature until you, to, until you polish it up and you could commit that code to the, to the code base. And as a, as a freelance developer, how do your projects sort of work? Are you just brought in to do a little bit or are, do you generally see a project from sort of creation all the way to the end? Yeah, it's, so it's really different. There's a, it's a wide spectrum because, uh, for example, freelancing could be, you know, just working on a project for a couple of weeks if it's, if it's something like a simple website or it could be, you know, they want contractors on a long-term project, which could take, uh, you know, months or sometimes even even years, depending on how the depending on the project. Currently, I'm working uh, most more long-term. Um, I'm on two projects, and it's um, it's more like uh, independent contracting position, which uh, which which are more long-term. So, what kind of um, projects have you been working on recently, then? So yeah, recently um, for one of the clients, I'm basically helping them speed up um, their processes as in, as in their algorithms that they use. Um, they're using uh, Python and I'm helping them convert some of that uh, Python, go, Python code into C++, which is, which is a faster language. So C++, it's a, a go a bit into detail. It's a, what is it called? It's a machine, machine um it's a compiled language and it compiles into machine code. So it means it's really specific to the machine you're going to work on, but it makes it really fast. So C++ is, is the programming language you would use if you want fast fast uh, execution. And yeah. that's what I'm helping them with. So speeding up their, their algorithms. Uh, for another client, I'm helping them build a, a web application. And um, yeah, I'm just doing a smaller part of that. I'm all working them with them only one one day per week and the other one is four days per week for um how much of your work is actually going back and looking at older software and written code and how hard is it to understand that and then work on top of that someone else's work yeah that's yeah that's one of the uh, more difficult parts of uh, programming and software development is kind of understanding uh, legacy code, they call it, which is yeah, basically old code uh, written a while back. And basically, if, you, if it's an existing system that you need to, to, to develop a new feature, then it's a lot of um, looking at the code. Um, usually, if it's, if it's a good code base, it has tests and it's well documented. So you could kind of lean on that. Tests are actually a really good way to, to see the, how the existing application works. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that that takes some time depending on the project. Luckily, right now I'm actually on projects uh, which are more greenfield project, meaning it's um, it's a new project basically. It's from scratch, and um, so that in that manner, I'm not reading that much uh, older code. I'm more kind of um, yeah on the frontier developing new code. Setting up those sort of like tests is it sort of a not regulation, but just good practice to allow someone else to be able to come back and read your code in the future. Yeah, it's, it's definitely good practice. 
um i mean you know big big firms that um they try to put like you know emphasis that you need to to make to have a well tested code because you know that though mostly the systems they're building are going to last you know 10 20 you know how you know who knows how many years in the future and it needs to be it needs to be well uh, tested in case uh in the future someone makes a new feature and uh, touches existing code and they might change something in a way that breaks a a test and if we have those tests that we um, we know that code broke and we need to go back and, and still polish it up and make it, it work so the new feature works but all, also the existing test still pass now if you don't have that test you don't know if uh, anything breaks which means you think everything is working fine and people are using it and depending on you know if it's if it's application that you know you know handles money or something it could easily resort to you know the money being lost because of the application it's not uh well tested and, and things like that and uh, what personality traits do you think are really key for someone as a full stack developer um so yeah uh, personality traits you need to be i think really curious uh it's good that you you like looking into into detailed uh, co- uh code so looking in the detail looking basically under the hood how how things are working um yeah you need to be a, a good problem solver a lot of the times it's you know problems after problem that you just you just have to solve and and persevere um and yeah just just think logically and also level-headed like uh trying not to be frustrated sometimes when uh something doesn't work um you know something doesn't work and you're still trying to figure out and it's also good to to ask uh other developers on their on their input and also being um yeah kind of just yeah bring other developers in if needed so also being kind of open-minded like you're not the only, you're not supposed to you know all solve it all by yourself you could easily ask for others and to help you out. And for you, what would be one of the biggest positives um, you've had from working in the industry? Uh, yes, the biggest positives. Uh, yes, <laughs> need to think about it because um, basically, yeah, the variety of the work. It's it's mm. really it's not not monotone at all it's um it's it's really uh different every time it's different challenges you, you basically never see so you never see the same problem again because once you solve it you kind of know how to solve it and, and you know you had that snippet of code you could use it um anytime you could bring it in and just yeah the, the variety and that each each day is you know different different challenges and on the flip side of that what would be some less favorable aspects of this industry um yeah, so less favorable, I guess. Uh, yeah, just sometimes, um, like there's the, the things we talked about, like the tests that, you know, software should have. And the less favorable part is when these things aren't upheld, if, uh, <laughs> if there's, you know, <laughs> lack of testing, a lot, lack of conventions. If, if you, there's usually conventions in place when you start a project on how to, to name things, how to basically how to do stuff. And if it's, if it goes all over the place, it's really frustrating for a developer to work because uh, it, ju- it just makes the work uh, more painful and, and just harder. And what's your best piece of advice for anyone listening to this and thinking, I'd actually love to be a full stack developer. How would they get into it? Um, and, and what would you suggest? Yeah. So being a developer, I think there's 
uh, tendency, you know, nowadays you don't necessarily need a um, degree. Um, it does help. I would say some some companies are still kind of, you know, uh, a bit like conservative and they want want to see a degree. But um, the best is even if you get a degree, always kind of, um, you know, work on personal projects because most of the time, you know, you learn good things at, at a university. A lot of times the experience you get as a developer, it's the fact that you're solving problems on a day-to-day basis. And if you have, you know, these side projects that, you know, you're making a website, you're trying this technology out, um, it's good to have that experience. And so anyone starting out, um, even if, you know, maybe not going to college, but um, yeah, doing some research and, and not just looking at tutorials, but actually using that knowledge once you learn it, basically. So if you learn like the basics of making a website, you know, HTML, CSS, and, and some JavaScript, start uh, thinking about kind of like a project that you want to, to work on and something that's, you know, you're passionate about because then you, you'll continue. And, and just, yeah, just work on, work on projects, basically gain experience from that and build up uh, a nice portfolio of, of work that you've done. Um, is there any resources that you would recommend for um, maybe young students to look at um, to help develop their skills? Um, yeah, so there's, you know, definitely a lot of um, resources on, on the internet. I think um, one that's really good is, I think it's free, free code uh, camp, if I remember correctly, that's the website. Um, but yeah, off the top of my head, I don't, I don't know too much. Um, no, that rings a bell, actually. Yeah, yeah, free code camp, that's come up before. I think that's, yeah, um, exactly. that's a really good one, apparently. Yeah, and, and on YouTube, honestly, there's really good content on YouTube um, to, learn, to learn coding. And sure. you know, what would be something that just was not in the job description, something you never expected to be dealing with whilst uh, in this industry of um, software development? Um, yeah, I guess it all depends on the role. Um, but sometimes just um, being, uh, what is it, like su- on support, meaning you're supporting the, the software that you're building, as in if users come in, you might need to answer, answer questions uh, about that. And as a developer, that's not the most exciting part. And it's not what you think about when you want to, you know, you're, you, you know, you want to build an application, you want to work on that. And, you know, a lot of developers, can, you know, are introverts and, and don't more like they like to, you know, focus on deep work and, and working on, on their craft and the application and not more uh, conversing with, with other people. So sometimes, you know, and that's not really posted in the job description that you will have to handle some some support tasks, meaning um assisting you know users that don't know something or something like that um when we had the the other guy on who was also a full stack um developer we talked about the need to constantly be learning and constantly keeping yourself up to date um is that something that you find as technology evolves and new new code and new languages and things like that yeah definitely um being a a developer a software developer you need to basically always have that mindset that you're always you should always keep on learning new new things. You don't really want to be stuck on, on technology. And, you know, after a while, that technology might be outdated. Um, and and it, it also being able to, you know, always learn new things is what keeps the job exciting. So if, you know, if you're always working on the same same programming language, same, same type of code, it'll get boring after a while. So basically learning, 
will make it so that it's uh, you know different every time and also yeah to keep up with the like kind of like the demands of the industry with with new uh, technologies coming in that that will help uh, making developers job easier and uh, would you still go into this industry knowing everything you know now yeah definitely um for sure like some things I might have might have done different um, one thing which I mentioned earlier is kind of having um, more um, kind of like personal projects on the side. I think at the, while I was at university, sometimes I didn't, cause I was, I was doing like, you know, uh, other things like, um, you know, basically doing the university task, um, doing, you know, sports exercise and, you know, having social life. Sometimes mm-hmm. I didn't put emphasis on kind of like, you know, having like your own personal project where you, where you kind of do and you learn from. And maybe I could, like I would have done that more towards the beginning. Um, but yeah, I would still definitely be in this uh, industry. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on uh, and chatting with us, Kevin. It's been a real pleasure to hear about your career and how you got into it. And um, I think you've given some really, really good advice. Uh, that's good. Um, yeah, I'm glad to hear. I'm glad to be here. So it was exciting. It was fun to <laughs> to be on the podcast. So it's a new experience for me. Awesome. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, where can people find you and reach out if they want to? Yeah, I'm on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram handle is at kev.in.tech and you can reach me there dm me and you know ask questions about the field so please reach out if anyone wants to learn more and uh, i'll be happy to help awesome thank you amazing thanks again kevin thank you